All right, boys, uh, welcome to the Ball Magnets podcast. Um, I know you both love the attention, but just want to make it clear that this is my show. So before yes. we get started, right, it's <laughs> not about you two. Uh, Kados, Jack, thanks so much for coming in. Obviously, you boys know each other from the other week where you did a potty. So how did that go? Was that good fun or a few too many curveballs? <laughs> nah, it was really good. Uh, enjoyed my time here. It's good to be back. Um, I think it's one of the only pods to get us on the chart. So um, it was amazing from our point of view. And um, yeah, well, I, I've been hit up on TikTok and Instagram three million times to get Jack Inovan <laughs> on. So it was good to tick that one off. Oh, that's awesome. Um, obviously, uh, another one of the main reasons we're here is because I've seen Jack's footy knowledge. Mm. Bit of a nerd like myself. And I thought that could be a good little contest today. Little uh, little head-to-head battle because mm. I must have been on your TikTok. I saw some things pop up of some of the names reeling off and obviously um i've done it done that too so we need to uh we need to find out who's the uh who's the match winner yeah well both you blokes are incredible at naming footballers numbers and i <laughs> am a football nuffy but that's just not my go like i don't have that photographic memory so i think later on in the pod uh, we'll put you both to the test which uh i think everyone will be really excited for so yeah. how do you reckon you got that not like were you a big footy watcher when you were younger and you still watch a lot of footy now? Yeah, as a as a kid, I definitely used to watch. I tried to watch at least yeah eight or seven games a week. Really? Um, and then now it's sort of died off a bit. I like to watch Friday night and then maybe a Saturday night game if I'm playing Sunday. But yeah, usually only two games now. Or if my mates playing, I watch. But yeah, definitely when I was a young kid, 11, 10 years old, I used to watch about seven or eight. I reckon I was the same as you. So I used to play. Obviously, school footy was on a Saturday, club footy on a Sunday. So I'd go play school footy first and then I'd definitely either go to the game at the G or that day or that night and then the same on Sunday so absolute footy nuffy so footy was life pretty much kind of relate to how you are now Doss with your D's mm. like you yeah. don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat with the D's but back in the day I didn't have the Foxtel so I would True. only have the free to air uh, footy you MSN? was that still a thing when you boys were coming through I had MSN, MSN early high school days I don't, I don't know what that is <laughs> you don't know what MSN is <laughs> no. mate tune on MSN get straight wouldn't talk to any girls at school we'd get straight home on MSN just go go Fox mad yeah. A must have. yeah Fox Out well how old. good probably not a sponsor of the show but KO now I can get split screens up I can watch any yeah. game if I miss a game I just watch the replay but back when I was growing up if the D's went on Channel 7 which was Friday night Saturday Arvo Saturday night or the Sunday Arvo game I had to tune in on uh, Triple M Triple M Rocks or, or listen on to the radio Triple so um, yeah I'd definitely knock over four games during during the weekends but not the eight um, and that's probably why I can't name numbers and what about <laughs> the uh, MySpace era were you around for that no no you so that? you boys missed out no yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the it, was, it got pretty competitive yeah. so I'm not sure if you knew MySpace top friends was a big deal yeah, I so think like you'd have you so like uh, let's just say us three are best mates, which we probably are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, I'd have say Jack one, you two. Yeah. But then the next day at school that night, I might have flicked them around. The power rankings. So on the playground, there was always a bit of uh, you <laughs> know, <laughs> what, what, why have you moved me? So mm. there was always a bit of controversy Jeez, around that. That would be good now, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, it would be. be my new top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, gee, I think the first social media I had was was probably Facebook. Um, and now I just, I don't use that at all. Like oh, Facebook's so bad. I hate Facebook. Yeah, like I, I don't really use literally it Literally don't. Unless you've got like an event. Do you, do you yeah. like someone makes an event for like, I don't know, like a yeah. birthday, but yeah. even then like. That's sort of I'm, died off a bit. Yeah, that has died off. like a big like 16th birthday. Yeah. Oh, can, you remember, <laughs> can you remember on Facebook, there was like a little era between like 2017, 2018 or whatever it was 
where you could like your mates' friendships with someone. So, like, one of your mates would... If you told you had a crush on a girl, everyone would comment on it. Like, one of your mates would um, would meet a girl and, and add them on Facebook. It might be a work colleague. It might be a family member. But all the comments, like, that that friendship would get 250 likes and yeah, 50 comments just going, oh, good on you, mate. Let's good on you. Yeah, yeah. Are you boys single? Uh, I'm in a situation. No, it's com- it's complicated. Yeah, it's not, it's on on Facebook, that. it's complicated. Yeah. 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 It's compl- yeah. I love that that's an option. Yeah. Um, I've got a missus. Um, yeah, nice. Three and a bit years in. Is and, it a miss- um, the missus isn't the Melbourne footy club? Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. So it's an open relationship. <laughs> the three-way relationship. Yeah. Did she go for the days? <laughs> She's a pies man, Jack. Oh, um, so We love that. Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, we certainly don't. Um, no, yeah, massive pies pies supporter all her family at collingwood as well so when i go over it's funny like the days uh we don't have a great record against collingwood so even you know we're winning flags yeah yeah, Yeah. it is well topical last three games um i reckon we've only won i reckon we've only won one of seven really against the pies recently and and that's when like the last couple of years they've been down the bottom and the days have been up the top and And we still can't beat them birthday games too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. yeah um, what, what's that like playing in like a big sort of game like that Anzac Day Queen's birthday yeah it's a it's a cool experience I love the crowd so mm. um, playing with 80,000 people is a really cool experience just even on the weekend there was only 40,000 but the Collingwood Army is just like oh it's crazy. crazy it's just like once the Collingwood chant goes then it's yeah even the poor I feel like the poor people are doing it yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's, so, it's so loud and this week hopefully there's 80,000 if the D's fans rock up. Well, <laughs> well, well we will too. be there. You would have debuted in the uh, the season when we were all in hubs and there was no crowds. Yeah. So that's polar opposite to what you Yeah, well, now, my is... second game is against you, I think, or third yeah, game. Yeah, was that up in Sydney? No, at MCG, Burgoyne's 400. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And there's no crowd. And it's like, <sighs> Isn't that crazy? Like Friday night, I played against Port, no crowd. That was my debut. And now you're playing in front of yeah massive crowds every week. Mm. Do you guys so feel the pressure so like, even in those games where there was no crowd, you could tell which one or which game every one at home was watching on TV. So, like, do you feel more pressure for, like, a marquee TV primetime slot, knowing that, you know, there might be 60,000 here, but there's heaps of attention at home as well? Do you feel that sort of TV pressure? Mm, nah. Yeah. I, well, I was young, so, like, I sort of felt a little bit of pressure. Like, my first game, I was pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um playing against Port on a Friday night. Um, and I remember like running out onto Eddie had no one there. And that's, <laughs> it was probably the weirdest experience I've ever had. Um, yeah. Nervous and lined up on Dan Houston, who's obviously a gun. Um, mm. Yeah. But that was really weird. But now it's like the crowds like hit and miss because against Carlton, I miss like two easy goals and then the crowd sort of gets against you and like, <laughs> it starts to turn on you. But um, yeah, the footy's great with crowd. I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you think about People watching it People at watching home. watching at home. Like outside. Even of in the stadium, like I don't know what you think about this, but like I think in the big games you can hear the crowd, but when you're sort of in that zone, in a trance, like you honestly can't hear the crowd. You just, mm. I don't know. Like that's how I feel anyway. I'm just like, sometimes you go through a game and you're just in this like instinctive autopilot mode and then the siren goes like, oh, I just played a game of footy, but you're just so unaware of everything around you. Do you mm. Yeah, you know it's, it's probably a bit weird for me because I'm forward line I feel like in the mid you're just like consistently yeah, we all kicking mm, snags yeah. snapping over there <laughs> celebrating yeah I'm carrying on yeah. um, and we can sort of like when the ball's in D50 you can sort of like chill out and sort of take it in I guess yeah true um, I get what you mean yeah um, where mid's just always in there every yeah, second yeah you're pretty active even but like Anzac Day I can't really remember the crowd at all yeah. like all my speech or like anything I just yeah. can't 
fathom what I was doing. Like, I don't, I don't so know. So funny you say that. So I remember the weirdest experience I've ever, ever had in the game was 2016 Grand Finals. Obviously, at the Swans, we played the Bulldogs. And obviously, yeah, playing in Grand Finals, unbelievable. There was 100,000 there that day. And there was moments in the game where it, it, there was like, you know, you were in that sort of trance. I, it's so hard to describe. You're in this trance and it felt like I was in a video game. Like the crowd was like, it was so weird and like it was so loud and you couldn't hear from like probably a bit further to me and you away. Like, you know, you communicate with your teammates on the ground. Like you'd be screaming, you couldn't hear. It was just like, this is bizarre. But um, I kind of get that you would probably experience that similar sort of thing on Anzac Day. Mm. Is it true like um, footy like goes up a notch in finals, do you think? Like, you know how they yeah, always they, say yeah. it like, oh, be ready for finals because yeah, it goes up a notch. I think so. I think... It's hard because like, you know, in a, in a normal season game, like it's not like you're not trying your hardest, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's a mm. level of, but I think there is some sort of intensity that does lift. Like, I don't know. I, th- I think you can see it as well. Like teams, you somehow find another 5%. So I think it's mm. genuine, but you obviously got that to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Pies are on fire. What, what do you take of the 10 week streak and how are you feeling about heading into your first finals? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy experience, I guess. From I didn't play against the Dogs was our last loss and then coming in against Freo and we've won 10 in a row. No one would have predicted that. So it's been a crazy yeah, 10 week period. Um, well, I guess we've had some easier games against easier opponents. Um, but yeah, this next three weeks is going to be very challenging against obviously Dees, Sydney and Carlton and all really... Um, yeah, hold us instead for the finals going mm. forward. I think that's a perfect run in. Um, like to play those tougher sides before you get to the finals, I think is really important. Do you think that's really important? Yeah, I think it helps. Like it prepares you for what's to come. I think, but <coughs> I think there's a, there's they still have the week off. There'll be a week off, won't there? So a lot of teams will freshen up. I think that gives the teams five to eight a real chance to freshen up. Like that week off. I think in the past when it's gone straight to the finals. Actually, maybe they are. I don't know what that's actually happening. I think that's a week off. Yeah, is that a week uh, off? They're, they're I think be. that gives everyone a more <laughs> yeah. open chance. Yeah. So, whereas I think previously, that week off, winning the first final if you're in the top four, does give you an advantage. So, yeah. Well, the Bulldogs, when they beat us in 16, I reckon they came from 7th or 8th. So yeah, I think they came from 7th. Yeah, I was, I was, they were hot. I was flat about that. <laughs> Who did you go for? Hawks. Were you Hawks? Yeah. I remember, well, that was, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. Bonham Pally pushing over Hodge and crying. Oh, was that when yeah. Isaac... Was, what was the game where Isaac Smith... Missed after the siren. Sorry, is if you're listening. I know you hate this getting brought up. That was like 2016. Yeah, I didn't know your horse. 2016 in the um after the dogs. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was the it was the qualifier against the cats. Yeah, and he had it on the siren. That's right. So that would have been yeah. That was crazy because that would have been put him into a prelim prelim again. Um, and I think they went out. So it's sort of like if they if he had a kick straight there, it would have they would have almost made. Certainly made the grand final again. Probably. It was almost. Has a four peak been done? Not in the modern era. Yeah. I reckon the Pies. The Pies did it a yeah. while ago. Aged really? Like 1920. So. You've done your research coming into today, haven't you, with your footy knowledge from the past? <laughs> 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 but even, imagine if Hawks bet the Swans in 2012. True. And oh, my God. And then made the. 27, yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Went again. And then in. Crazy good team. When you think about that team, right? Like, <laughs> all, all the good teams, I'm like, how do you fit them into a salary cap? Like, I. Like, obviously. Sam Mitch was our coach now, but obviously played with Hodgie, Ruffy, Buddy, Cyril, Virtual, like Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Like there's like ten genuine A graders. Like Yeah. I well, I, I guess you don't get that success if people aren't willing to sacrifice and yeah, buy in true. from like on field B 
but then also I guess financially. That. Yeah. He was but but that. you always hear those stories like it was rumored that Geelong were um, taking less money to stay together. Um, Hawthorne as well, and well, the D's for signing some 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 yeah. key players. Hopefully they're doing the same yeah. because I feel like if you get too top heavy, that's when it's not going to last as long. Yeah. Mm. No, I think you're right. I think sacrificing a little bit, but I think you know those guys that have had success, it comes comes in spades probably later in life anyway just due to the success they've had so um i was keen to ask you as well about uh, a few of your teammates so another player who's just like taking the lead by storm is nick dacos um how does he go about his footy because he just i remember we played you guys in a preseason game out at more well remember that yeah. that was like, an like i heard a lot about game. it but i hadn't seen him play <laughs> yeah so we played six quarters yeah. i hadn't seen him play live and i was like yeah this kid's legit like he's just so smooth moves fit fast skillful like yeah. ticks every box yeah that that game was <laughs> for good, good for three quarters yeah. yeah you guys were it was like an 80 point lead did we win by a point or something i think it was a draw it was yeah. a draw yeah. after six quarters <laughs> yeah. crazy and then yeah that was a crazy game yeah nick's incredible he's sort of it's actually crazy he's 18 and he's sort of like taking the mickey like the other day he had <laughs> yeah. three and 40 like who the hell is that like, come on um, save some for the rest of us yeah, yeah, Jesus. i was actually speaking to him yesterday and he's like oh i just walked down there one game and kicked three and <laughs> 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 um, yeah he's a superstar he's uh he's very professional um yeah he puts in the work and there's no no wonder why he's so good um yeah probably the best kick in our team already best decision maker he's just so like you said smooth fit uh, fast um yeah he's incredible and yeah, fingers crossed he can... Well, he's kind of in the rising star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> paying a dollar at one, I think. I think so. Jai Newcomb's too because he's had a awesome he's been year great, as well. Yeah. I think any other year he probably wins it. So. Legit. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, even like talks about all Oz squad, like just... like <laughs> yeah, he could, he's, he's got to be a good chance, I would think. Definitely. Like, yeah. yeah. What about... So, obviously, you, you've made a, a name for yourself and very popular in the league. And I think, you know, obviously for the, the tackling and all those reasons, but your genuine talent as well probably gets dismissed because of all the drama that you've had to deal with and uh, being a young player and things like that but so your first year you played a handful of games was it and this is your second year yeah and you've kicked 35 odd goals or something Um, and like even so obviously on the Ball Magnets podcast we're all about you know helping players and up and coming players be the best they can be and I know your approach is probably a little bit more laid back from what you were telling me than Nick so how's your approach going to a game and also secondly like (laughs) your skill around goal and your ability to snap like it's pretty it's pretty epic like how much work do you put into that as well yeah. we're not going to talk about the tackling it's, yeah. it's gets enough commentary yeah. um yeah i definitely as as you would imagine as a young kid um yeah. I, I love just i'd always first when i walk onto the ground i'd just go straight to the pocket and dad yeah. would hate it um, i think everyone does that we yeah. even do it like it now yeah. yeah. fell after training like boys yeah. goal kicking everyone walks Ball straight to yeah the yeah there's only a few that <laughs> is like 35 out on yeah. a slight angle um but yeah i i um yeah sort of like changed my technique a little bit probably last year and i never used to snap like last year i took a mark like where i usually snap and i'd kick a drop punt so um it's changed a bit and now i don't know it's sort of just there must have been a game where it just felt natural snapping and then yeah whenever i'm on the left side i just mm. take one step back and snap and i don't really think it's just very comfortable and easy when i hold the ball i try to find the skinny side yeah um and i hold the ball a lot different to everyone else i hold the ball like on top of the footy yeah um 
Yeah, and then it's just like really relaxed where a drop punt, I feel like there's a lot of margin for error. Oh, absolutely. Um, Sometimes it's an easier kick, genuinely. And I it think is. It's, yeah. You know, old timers and people are like, oh, why didn't you kick a drop punt? But I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, even like I find it so interesting and we were speaking with James Sisley yesterday, who's our best kick. Yeah. You know, when you're taught as a kid, like, you know, run directly straight, have everything <laughs> at your target and like his approach is so different. He's like, no, nah, have the ball on an angle, get your leg on an angle, you get more purchase, get more yeah. revs. Like, it's just like the old school way of thinking and the way things are taught, which is, you know, a big purpose of the ball magnets app to teach different and I think more effective ways. Yeah. It's just so much better. I, I reckon a set shot drop punt is so, it's so weird because you, I reckon it would almost, well, for me, I can't kick him directly in front from 30. You did almost beat me in a goal kicking comp once, though. Yeah. yeah and I missed oh, so miss me drop punt. I don't, I'd come from a big day at pre-season. The legs were shaky and you had your chance. <laughs> oh, no. And I still lose sleep over that. Um, but I, I find it almost odd. Like, it's such a stagnant movement. Like, you would never have your drop punt kick like with your back up straight and whatever um, in any other part of the ground. And it's, I almost think like it would almost be easier to sort of play on and get a bit of momentum. Just like how you would in a field kick. At, like a Make field kick at goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's probably a fair point, but like, I feel like the expected way to do things, everyone just you're falls right. into this thing of, oh, I have to do it this way. Everyone does does it this yeah. way, which is kind of like your yeah, approach. Yeah. Fly talks about that a lot. We went, cause we haven't been that good in front of goal. We had drop punts and, he always paused it and everyone's so like tense and mm. there was one uh tay adams had it against gold coast and he's so tense and i do it as well like you just when you go going in for it's drop such a punters, weird yeah, sort of like square nobody ever kicks a ball like that no. so it's like i think ryan myers does it well like with that arc like yeah. he sort of just like plays cool on technique and, um mm. it's a, a bit different but like he sort of just plays on it's like a field kick i guess he goes to the next extreme doesn't yeah. he? it's like a full it's like the cycling like. yeah. it's almost the cycling yeah, yeah. <laughs> hook around how far out is too far out to go the snap? So do you sort of realise that if it's 40, 45 metres, it's going to be hard to yeah. get the distance in that bend? Mm, I think if you're, yeah, it's hard. In the pocket, it's sort of like 40, 40 metres out. But like when I start to come closer, like to sort of directly in front, it's got to be closer. I think mm. like 30. I did it a few weeks ago against Gold Coast and skied it like right in front and, <laughs> like the North Melbourne when I marked it went for a snap and then I was like oh that. and then I like, sprinted back and fucked fucked the drop <laughs> off and, um, yeah so it's definitely like a margin for error because it's hard to get purchased on it without making it like belly and stuff so yeah probably 35 I'd say mm. have you found Fly as well because obviously he was at Hawthorne last year what you guys are doing this year is pretty incredible like no one would have tipped it really um I, I know. Did, I tipped yeah. the pies did for you? the spoon. <laughs> for the did spoon. You? And wow. so there was a bit of a... So we do our season predictions and there was a bit of an inside joke that in 2018, Connor goes, uh, Collingwood, they're going to finish last. And they made the grand final. Yeah. And then we were... Someone so- said that about West Coast when they won the flag as well. Yeah. Someone said that. said they'll finish last. So we, we were sort of joking about it like, uh, Rod said it a couple of years ago but it's not going to happen this year they are certified bottom four and now all my comments is mate you are an, this is embarrassing look at your predictions and I'm like ah oh, well I've been beaten yeah. <laughs> you've been clearly beaten yeah. Um, but yeah Fly like he's a obviously great footy mind but I think his biggest strength is his relationships and relatability to everyone backs yeah. his players like you would know firsthand. obviously yeah. being under him how's your experience been? yeah he's um, like you said he's a real teacher of football um, yeah, it's hard to compare anyone else to him because in the AFL system, like I didn't really have another coach, I guess. I only had Robert Harvey for five weeks, who's really good. I love 
banger. Yeah, like, we've got him yeah, in our bag. It's great, yeah. Um, and then Bucks, I played in the VFL and I had Bucks, so I didn't have much to do with him. But Fly's just a, yeah, a really nice person. He's a real teacher and he's got good people around him as well. So whenever he needs to take a back step, he can mm. bring in Bolts. Did you have Bolts? Yeah, we had Bolts as well. Yeah. yeah. They've got a pretty experienced, like, yeah. they've got Lepage. I am. Um, Riley doing I was, I was down having a, a kick down at uh, Collingwood's Ground the other week filming some content and I saw Brendan Bolton come out and get on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah he rides a motorbike. Full, full leather. Uh, so funny. So I don't know if you remember the big bike. Damien Monkhurst from yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. The big ruckman. So him and Bolts go on motorbike rides together. And so wow. it looks like Monkey's huge. Yeah, like massive. Huge. And Bolts is tiny. It looks like, you know those motorbikes where like someone's on the big motorbike and they got like their little cart? Yep. Like that. that's honestly what it looked like. They yeah. go on these big trips and it looked like, like this well. is... Massive bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I I only know Monkey because of like when I used to come to Hawthorne like family day or like yeah. I was the number one fan in like 2016. Is that so, where you come meet the boys before training? Yeah. Yeah, you did that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like there's actually some few like funny stories. I got in front of the group and like there's a photo of like me and Clarko and he like asked me who my favourite player was and I said Will Langford. Um, yeah. And everyone just like started pissing themselves. <laughs> That's stiff flangers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And that I, must have been I after it, he played well in that yeah. grand final. I think it was, oh, it was 2016. Yeah, so it was <laughs> when he should have won Norm Smith. Hopefully he listens because <laughs> pretty cool. Should he have won it, you reckon? Uh, yeah, you three, and, game, three yeah. and 27, I think. It's not quite <laughs> three and 40, Nick Dacos. Yeah. But it's three and 20, it's <laughs> pretty good. Um, but I, I, had a, I still have a number 29 jersey. You know the Hawthorne like, um, Power Rangers yeah. jersey? Oh, yeah, so yeah. What a kit. Did that get a rating in your... You know, you're rating jerseys? Yeah, well, it depends. Uh, I've it's done, average. It, it, if I did it a couple of years ago, it would have been. But yeah, I, I don't like the shininess of yeah, it. Yeah, it was but different. I had, I had number 29 on there, so that was good. And I also t- said I Taylor Dre. the only bloke. Taylor Dre as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to the boys. The real um, role players. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. I've, you got to, I love that. I love when you yeah. see like a, you're at the footy or like people come to training and you see someone's number and it's a new jersey and you're like, we never normally see like yeah. a Will Langford, but I love that. Yeah, I feel like as a kid, I, I used to love doing that. When I was a little bit old, like obviously when you're like eight, you're like buddy you, Cyril. Yeah, you go on the and then when, once I got to like 12 to 14, I started just like picking like little like, yeah, role players are like mm. different. Something that do Yeah, because I didn't want to do some go to the things. game and have yeah. 15 on my back. Be different, I like that. Um, yeah, I, I used to do something similar. I had Ricky Pettard on my jumper yeah. and then I had Jimmy Tumpus. What number is Ricky Pettard? 15. Yeah. And then I had Jim, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Tumpus go to Port Adelaide. Yeah, he did. Maybe. So, but that's the yeah. that's the tough thing, Jack. Is like when you pick these players, they, well, from yeah. my experiences, they often get traded and don't last on the list. So I I went through a couple of favourite players that just got the chop. Yeah, <laughs> no, it hurts, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it stings. Um, I was really interested in your. Uh, we've chatted a little bit about it briefly, but your interview you did post game, and like I think some people forget. Hey, are you twenty? Nineteen. 19. That's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. The amount of like, uh, attention you get, I don't know how you deal with it. And obviously you touched on it a little bit, but like I think back to when I was 19 and the, the attention you get uh, is off the charts, but how have you managed to deal with it? Like obviously you'd, you'd have, you know, you support the footy club. I assume people away from footy, but how do you do it? Because it's, it's a lot for a, a young kid. Yeah. Some, you know, it's not mm. really fair and you know, <laughs> in the media most days it's a lot to take in and probably what you didn't expect yeah it's definitely yeah the stigma's changed a little bit hopefully in the even speaking to mum yesterday this week sort of died down a little bit which has been good um but yeah it's definitely a weird experience i guess this whole year (laughs) um coming from yeah a nobody knowing you who i was and then round one it's sort of just like 
the cane corns thing and yeah it just sort of like lingers on and then all the tackle stuff and i'm the poster boy of the tackle so yeah. um whenever they speak about that it's about me yeah um, yeah it's been a, a little bit of a yeah hard experience i guess with like i don't want to throw mental health around lightly because it's definitely has had an effect on me um i've had to yeah go home like a couple of weeks ago, I went home and just sort of had a few days off just because I was so emotionally and mentally drained um, from everything that's happened. And um, yeah, footy was becoming sort of a chore, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just the way I was performing, it just sort of dragged me down. And every time I went out in the field, I was just, I was already defeated mm -hmm. um, for those two weeks against Adelaide and Essendon. And then, um, yeah, this week there was a massive focus. I went back home, spoke to mom and I love going back home. I live in Casamay, which is an hour and a half away, um, and just spoke to my family and just really reset, I think, and um, spoke to my psych at the club, Jackie, who's an amazing person. Um, and just the focus was just to have fun and go out there, and mm, all my yeah. friends are on the same page with me as, with that. I've got um, a few good mates at the club that just, yeah, text me every now and again, just say, just have fun, Just it's just footy, and that's what I did this week, and I just went out there and smiled. When I got tackled on the ball, I just smiled. <laughs> when I kicked a goal, I just smiled. Anything that happened, I was just smiling, so um, it was good to get back to that, I think. It's a great approach. I think the maturity show and the awareness to already do that, and how openly you, you know, speak about, you know, you've seen the club psych, like, mm. the best thing at Hawthorne at the moment as well is the last few years, how open that's become. Like, we have, like, a... You know, we've got a psych as well, and like it used to be very, very hidden, and you, you know, you write a number in, and then everyone's like, "Oh, what's you know, what's wrong with so and so?" If mm. you want to see the psych, it's so open. It's like biggest transformation over my footy, uh, which I've been in the AFL system for eleven years. It's so open. Like guys are constantly going in there, and it it may be to work on you know issues that are serious, and it also may be to just you know some guys like to prepare for footy. So I think the maturity to show to talk about that, but also um, yeah, like like you you your point about the enjoyment like that's exactly what i do like what you've had to deal with and what you cope with at 19 it's pretty impressive because every player goes through it you go through dips and things in motivation obviously a lot of scrutiny around performance like it's a bizarre job when you think about it like i'm not coming on kados's podcast so you're doing no good yeah. but uh coming back to that enjoyment um piece is really important because yeah like, that's what i do every time i drive to the g like if you if you're stressed about performance or uh, anything like that or you know you might be in a form slump reminding yourself you know i'm doing i'm playing afl in front of a crowd it's what i always wanted to do kicking a ball with my mates like end of the day it's just a game like honestly mm. like people get so carried away with footy it's a game like mm. and that's been my biggest learning i used to think it was everything it's not and i think reframing that narrative which is what you've sent to manage to do is is really important yeah and i think yeah with that it's yeah it is just a game um and for a bit there was times where I probably put a big expectation on myself to deliver and be someone that I wasn't, um, which is, yeah, hard to adapt, I guess. But yeah, just like you said, just going there and just thinking, I'm just playing a game of footy. Mm. Um, and even like I've won 10 in a row, like why, like why wouldn't you be happy? But there's obviously things that happen around you that don't make you happy. So it's sort of like finding balances between like what, what does make you happy, what doesn't, and just having good people around you as well, I think. Yeah, I think as well i think as athletes like a lot of them are perfectionists as well so even though you're winning 10 on the trot you keep kicking goals and sometimes you still focus on the negatives or you're like oh, i wish i did this better or someone will make a comment whether it be you know in the media or a coach or a teammate and you seem to seem to dwell but 
you know, I, th I think um, you know, having a broader appreciation for what you do as a job. I'm not sure what you think, Doss, from an outsider's point of view. Like, and obviously, you're sort of heading into this sort of media realm, doing an awesome job with your your podcast. Thank you, man. Um, give it a shout out. Goes alright. Yeah, goes alright. Yeah, like when I guess say Jack as a young guy talks about a similar age to you. How if you put yourself in his shoes? I guess you can see how it would be a bit, a lot to take on. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, yeah. um, that scrutiny in, in particular was, um, was, uh, yeah, like, like crazy because like Collingwood would have some of the most scrutiny ever. Um, uh, but then, but then the pile on was, was really crazy. And then I, I guess I was reflecting a little bit as well, um, in terms of like, um, me and Connor contributing to it by, cause we talk about the footy every weekend and we always bring up, Jackie Ginnivan and we always were defending him for the whole season pretty much but then he came on the show and we're releasing clips and they're blowing up and I'm going well I'm not sure if that's helping him per se or whether that's adding to it so there's certainly reflection even from our like little podcast whether you know what we're talking about um does contribute to someone else's I don't know stresses and whatnot mm. um but yeah I think the way you've handled it has been so amazing so far and I, I i hope that you are enjoying it because there's not many people that have been through what you've been through like you, you're sort of i guess almost the bailey smith of this year like you are that like up and coming superstar you're putting together great footy and i reckon in a few years um you'll look back from these experiences and learnings and just really take a lot out of this year yeah i, I think, think it's all it's like you know if you reframe it it's like it's entertaining like it's giving people things to talk like it is a massive positive for the game like obviously in certain ways it's not when it becomes too much but like I guess I think it'll be one thing you might look back on and be like that was a crazy time yeah, yeah 100% there's obviously like good things that come out of it yeah um, yeah it's just like there's always those negative people that try to bring you down the, yeah. the Australian tall poppy syndrome is yeah, a massive thing here so yeah. even I'm sure when you won the brown load there's always yeah, it still happens now, exactly like, you know, like there's always something well, you're not yeah. doing right so it's like <laughs> but I think as well as you get older and one thing I've learned is to it's very cliche but just not even care what people think like honestly don't. I think when I was young I was so conscious of oh this person said this about me I'm like you know I'm pretty content with you know under circumstances with what I've been able to achieve and do and people still want to tear you down but it's like yeah. pretty I know I put the work in and give myself mm. the best chance so I honestly don't really care what people think well yeah well this season in particular for <clears throat> myself in terms of what I do is like I I get ran by numbers pretty much yeah. and like my mood and my emotions like you ask my girlfriend if I make a, a video that I'm so proud of and I think it's engaging and it's what I want to make and it does poorly um, on YouTube and whatnot and I see the numbers it really really brings me down and if my channel's not growing a certain amount um, it used to really like affect my mental health and it, uh, affect the next move I make with my content and I think this season in particular um, like I talked to Connor and, and Bailey and whatnot I've been trying to appreciate like I don't need more subscribers or more followers I just need to in, like I can't believe I have this many so I've been trying to like really stay in the moment and um, have a lot of gratitude for what I've got right now because this might be the peak of it and yeah. it, you know I might lose subscribers in the next few years and, and the numbers might go down and people might forget about the bloke who makes AFL PlayStation games on yeah. YouTube um but but that's okay because I've enjoyed it so far. So I think me and and I suppose for like you blokes, it's like I could leave a video and be like, oh, I could have got more views. You could leave a game going, oh, I kicked four two, it could have been six. Mm. 
But I think you got to appreciate that you got on the end of a couple or appreciate where you are. Yeah, 100%. I think like what you said about people like saying yeah, stuff. Yeah, you going to ask something before. Yeah, I, I, like, I felt like I dealt with that like really well since basically round maybe eight. And then for some reason, the whole my whole mindset changed about me caring about what people said. Um, I don't know if that is because the AFL and the industry we're in, but like all my juniors and Vic Country and Pioneers, I did like when someone said something bad to me, that was good for me. Like I'd mm. be like, oh, well, I don't really care what you yeah, think. Yeah. Like I'll yeah. prove you wrong. But yeah. and then, yeah, after, yeah, once it got like halfway through yeah. the season, I sort of just like started like consuming all this information, reading comments, being like, what, like, wh why are they attacking me or like why are they saying this about me? And yeah, that was like a real like, oh, like burden on me yeah it's that's true like mm -hmm. players see it like mm. they can say they don't but they see it yeah. and you can, there's certain things you can put in place to not see it but like i guess your message requests on your instagram or um, you know you're costing people don't multis. go through I, your I message requests i find those ones hilarious they're like oh you cost me 20 bucks because you didn't oh, yeah like, well, yeah don't the, bet that's your fault the multi brigade um <laughs> yeah there's that there's you know things in the media but and then, yeah like you know sometimes certain players and it really does take a toll on some players like i think as you get older like we said you you lose you don't you got bigger things to worry about in your life you don't really care but you know you know young players or certain players at hawthorne um previously may have seen a comment on facebook from joe blow from bloody banyul <laughs> yeah say <laughs> rogers uh, from banyul <laughs> you know like they don't really know the ins and outs of what goes on in the four walls at the footy club and you know they're tearing you down probably because mm. they would love to but they don't i'm a um, i'm a massive quote man and I don't, I don't, I don't live by this quote, so I can't really, uh, you know, I'm not practicing what I preach. Good. <laughs> but um, Conor McGregor, th there's a video that popped up, and when I was sort of letting a lot of stuff infiltrate me, um, it popped up, and it was him saying you can't let the external affect the internal. Like, and he was saying nothing that's said or done externally um, can affect me because what I believe internally is so strong. And I think he's someone who's like one of the strongest-minded people in the world. Um, and, and that resonated with me for a little period because I was letting like comments and comments from like mates and stuff in particular, like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you making mm. videos for? What do you post on an Instagram for? Oh, yeah. geez, your stories are shit. Yeah. I was letting like external things because mm. then I'd have like something. Only a human reaction. Like yeah. it happens to everyone, like still happens every now and then to myself as well. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So like I'd, I'd then second guess this video and second guess my, you know, my post and second guess what you wear. And there's nothing worse than that. Um, second guessing. Second yeah. guessing. Like in any form of anything. For like sure. Training, footy, yeah. doing content, whatever it is, like second guessing yourself, girl, like yeah. it's just the worst feeling ever. So that, that Conor McGregor, uh, that quote, like don't let the external affect the internal just rings in my ears every Which time I hear stuff like that. said than done, but like, oh, it's so, know, it's so hard to do doing it it's a good feeling yeah 100 yeah. percent. and so sort of what we've been speaking about boys as well obviously our jobs are a passion of ours we love it but to be able to go, do a good job you need to be able to switch off and do other things and obviously you've got your podcast i'm you know the ball magnet stuff i'm loving as well jack what do you do outside of footy because obviously you need a release what are you like interested in outside of footy uh are you planning on doing anything in the break like any travel or yeah. obviously you've got finals bigger fish to fry but what's sort of uh planned ahead for you yeah um i'll start with travel i've i've booked a trip to europe um october 1st i'm leaving so 
um, the day after the calling of BNF. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I leave at 5am in the morning, so we'll see how that works. Yeah. Straight, to the, uh, <laughs> straight to the airport. Um, yeah, flying into Munich, so I get two days of Oktoberfest. How good. Um, so yeah, I'll, I haven't booked a return flight. I'm going to try to stay over there for five weeks, six weeks, if yep. I like it. If I don't, three weeks. I might, yeah. might be there at the same time. Yeah, I think a few boys. <laughs> I was speaking to Jyth. Um, yeah, I saw him at yeah. Summer, Summer Radio. Yeah, they're doing and he's, Oktoberfest. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm doing that. Interest outside. Um, I like going to vintage shops and just like, um, yeah, thrift shops. I, I want to buy a record player. Nice. So I'm, uh, yeah, seeing what I, I'm going to do with that. Certain um, music that you like? To yeah, play? it's going to be like a chill vibe, like yeah. um, Chet Faker, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Sticky Fingers. Nice. They played the other night, didn't they? Yeah, there was a bit he of walked off, walked off stage. <laughs> Did you go? <laughs> no, I was actually gone over, but I didn't. Um, Through the guitar. Yeah, yeah I mean, there was <laughs> a bit of a dummy spit. But, um, yeah. Um, there was refunds for that. Yeah, there was. There was. Yeah. Okay. Um, but apart from that, yeah, when it's summer, I go on the beach. Yeah. I like just chilling out. Um, Torquay, Jen Junk. My mate's got a house down there, so I just chill out down there. Great part of the world. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. Wood. Just get away and yeah. no one knows you're down there and it's pretty chill, so yeah. I love that. Uh, boys, thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Um, yeah, we're really appreciative at Ball Magnets. And uh, yeah, thank you to our sponsors as well, AIA Vitality, uh, for making this all possible. Uh, Iron Edge also. Uh, yeah, we've uh, got some big guests in the works and I think you guys will... You guys will match them. So it's been a good season one. Uh, plenty of more uh, good content to come. But boys, thanks again. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy.